0: Welcome to Truth Matters with Terry McCarthy. It's Thursday, April 23rd. Thank you so much for joining me today as we continue the series on the Great Hebrides Revival. This week, we've been looking at a small area of Scotland called the Hebrides and how God moved by His Spirit on this place starting in 1949 and running until 1952. Duncan Campbell was the primary preacher during the revival, but he never allowed people to say he brought the revival to the Hebrides. He always pointed to the men and women of God who prayed for the move of the Spirit, and he always pointed to God's mercy and grace, saying that it was God who brought the revival. During the time that the outpouring of the Spirit was taking place in Barvis, Campbell was invited to speak in Northern Ireland as the Church of England was having a big conference and asked the young preacher to come and tell them about what God was doing on the Isle of Lewis. One organizer asked Duncan Campbell, would God be willing to pour out of his spirit on England? So Duncan Campbell traveled to Belfast to preach and tell the conference all that God was doing on the Isle of Lewis. One story Duncan Campbell tells is how he left the revival of Barbas to preach in Northern Ireland. Reverend Campbell said he was seated on the platform, ready to speak there in Northern Ireland, and suddenly he felt an impulse to leave at once. He left the platform immediately without addressing the congregation. One of the great visitations of the Holy Spirit in the past hundred years occurred in the 1950s on the extreme northern coast of Scotland under the preaching of Duncan Campbell. Though its effect was confined to the Hebrides' islands, primarily the Isle of Lewis, the power that exploded across the Hebrides also came upon the island of Bernarei. In many ways, it was identical to that of the Book of Acts wonderfully that move of god began in a barn with a man named hector mckinnon sprawled out on the straw praying there were only two churches on the isle of bernary and both had been closed for years the last pastor died and no one ever came to replace him hector mckinnon was the only remaining church elder on the island. The two church closings came about because passion for Jesus had been replaced with doctrines and life and joy had left the church, as it is prone to happen when people begin to look at do's and don'ts and lose their interest and love in Christ. Hearing of the mighty move of God on the village of Barvis uh, and the entire Isle of Lewis Hector McKinnon was determined to bring spiritual life back to his island and its people. He was desperate to see the hand of God move. His wife told of the significant day that Hector locked himself in the barn, refusing to come out until heaven answered his cries. Several times she walked to the barn door and she heard her husband thrashing about and groaning and crying out, I don't know where he is, Lord, but you do. And she heard her husband plead, send Duncan Campbell to Berneray. Send Duncan Campbell to Bernare. Please, God. Duncan Campbell was preaching elsewhere, considered to be one of the best preachers of his time in the British Isles. Campbell had a lot of invitations. His being a Gaelic-speaking Highlander helped the Hebrides folk feel he was one of them. And indeed, he was. Campbell came to the Lord in a phenomenal conversion before World War I. That conversion had been accompanied by a powerful move of the Holy Spirit on his life. Later, on a French battlefield of the war, Duncan was severely injured and couldn't move out of the path of a charging cavalry. This added to his injuries as he was trampled by the horses. Eventually, he was rescued and taken to a field hospital for surgery. Campbell describes the pain as horrific. On the operating table, the prayer he shouted was not for healing, but for holiness. The medics were surprised to hear Duncan's cry for help. They'd heard many men's prayers in that field hospital for healing or to stop the pain or even to cry out to God to take their lives. But none had ever prayed like Campbell. Lord, make me as holy as a saved sinner can be. Make me holy as a saved sinner can be. I cry to you, O God, to please make me holy. The cry of The prayer brought such power of God into the surgery tent that several men were saved right there on the spot. Through the years, the anointing intensified in Campbell's life. Duncan Campbell tells of a time that he struggled with God. He said, I laid there. God, the Holy Ghost, came upon me. Wave after wave came rolling over me until the love of God swept through me like a mighty river. I was so wrought and caught up with the Holy Ghost that I cried and I prayed and I laughed and I cried some more. So, though Duncan Campbell would never take credit for the Hebrides revival or any revival, he always pointed to Jesus and gave God all the credit for what took place. He refused to touch God's glory. But in the meantime, Hector McKinnon's heart grieved for Bernaret to experience the ministry of Duncan Campbell. And he stayed locked up in that barn, crying for God to send revival. Three times his wife went to the door, listening and heard those prayers. Meanwhile, while Duncan Campbell was in Ireland, at 10 o'clock that night, Hundreds of miles away from Bernary, he sat on the platform of England's largest Christian gathering. It was called the Bangor Convention, and he was to be the final speaker. At precisely 10 o'clock, two amazing things happened. Duncan heard the voice of the Lord telling him to leave the convention. Leave now! The message was surprisingly clear and yet troubling. Campbell had given his word that he'd preach at the convention. Now, how was he going to explain this? Campbell got up, left the platform. One of the organizers came after him asking what was wrong, and Campbell explained that he had to leave. Where? He wasn't sure. How strange and foolish that must have looked to the leader's. How odd he must have appeared. He didn't even regard his reputation. Campbell simply followed God's command to leave the platform. And at that exact same hour, 10 o'clock at night, hundreds of miles away, Hector McKinnon came running out of the barn yelling to his wife, He's coming! He's coming! God told me Duncan Campbell is coming. He'll be here tomorrow night. We've got to get ready. Duncan learned complete obedience early in his Christian life. He was not the kind to strive with the Holy Spirit, but he needed to be certain that he was supposed to leave the conference. Without others knowing what had happened, he asked God for some kind of confirmation. He left the convention meeting, found the chairman who had organized everything, and as he was explaining what he'd heard on the platform, the words came out of Duncan Campbell's mouth, I have to leave, sir. God is sending me to the island of Berneray. Over the protest of the chairman, Duncan left for Glasgow, took a train to Stornoway, and finally traveled by car to the Western Ferry. The traveling took a day. Finally, late in the evening, before nine o'clock, Campbell arrived by ferry to the Isle of Bernouret. Again, it was the next day. He was uninvited. He was unannounced. He got off the ferry, and there was a young boy standing there. He asked the boy if he could direct him to the church. And the boy asked, Are you Duncan Campbell, sir? Shocked, Campbell nodded his head yes. And the boy answered, We've been waiting for you. What took you so long? Elder McKinnon was expecting you today and has arranged for you to stay with his brother. He's called a meeting at the church at nine o'clock tonight and you're the one to address it. We better get there now. It was then that Duncan knew that he had correctly heard the Lord's voice. The boy led Duncan Campbell to the church and nothing significant happened that evening. He preached and finally at 11 o'clock the congregation decided to head home and they filtered out of the church and started walking downhill into the moonlight to their homes. Suddenly, Hector McKinnon, jerked Duncan Campbell's arm, snatched off his hat, and he said, Stand, Mr. Campbell, stand right there. God has come. God has come. Look what is happening. Duncan Campbell looked at the scene on the hill below. The wind of God was blowing upon the people. All the congregants that had left the building now were scattered like leaves among the heather each one falling under the power of the Holy Spirit, wailing for their sins, crying to God for his mercy. The old, the young men and women dropped on that bleak hillside, crying to God for mercy, begging for forgiveness, and asking Jesus to be Lord of their lives. And they remained there on that hillside until four o'clock in the morning. Their repentance and grief over sin groaned out of them into the cold North Sea air. And other islanders who had not attended the services heard the noise and came out to the heather looking for their loved ones. They found them weeping on the hillside, and then they themselves were overcome by the Holy Spirit's presence and joined their loved ones among the rocks, groaning and weeping and calling upon God. mercy. God came to Bernare. That was the beginning of the revival there. A few nights later, a group met to pray in an old farmhouse in another village where the people were still unrepentant. God's power had not yet fallen on them. It was after midnight when a man suddenly sprang to the center of the room, raised his hand, and called out loudly to God, Instantly, according to Duncan, the stone farm house shook like a leaf as the power of God slammed upon that village. Everyone at that prayer meeting ran out into the night looking around, and all the houses within sight had lights coming on. The entire village had been suddenly awakened. Duncan hurried to the nearest dwelling, went into the back door, and found a husband and wife face down on the kitchen floor, seeking God. Then he ran to the next house, and he saw the same, and again, and again, and he went to house after house after house, and in each place he found men and women and children falling to the floor and crying out for God's mercy and crying out for the salvation of Jesus Christ as the Holy Spirit fell on that town. Revival had indeed come the power of god quickly fell upon other villages until the entire area was ablaze with the holy ghost fire this was true new testament revival even the shaking of the building paralleled the events found in the book of acts in acts 431 and 1626 more importantly the people were absolutely changed why had it happened Hector McKinnon was a man of unrelenting prayer and Duncan Campbell was a man of unrelenting obedience. Hector pulled out the power of heaven and down upon his island the Holy Spirit fell. Duncan was the window through which the power of the Holy Spirit roared. Their combination was unstoppable. Both stood feet on earth, but their faces in heaven, seeking God for the revival of their people and for a move of God to win souls to Jesus Christ. I like what Charles Caron says about revival in his book. What happened in the Hebrides is the kind of revival for which the church in our day must pray. Anything less is insufficient. Good as our church meetings are, most are only feathers in the wind. We need New Testament, Book of Acts, outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Our church pews would not be vacant. Altar calls would not be empty if we dared prayed with the authority of this Scottish man who seized heaven and shook hell. We need sovereign sinner-quaking, city-shaking revival. You can become that Hector or Duncan for your church and your town. All God seeks is a willing heart. He does not want your ability. He wants your availability. Well, tomorrow I'll be finishing up what happened on the Hebrides and sharing with you about Um, my interview with Donald Smith. He was the little Donald Smith that we talked about yesterday. I want to talk to you about what brings revival, what happens during revival, and how lives are changed because of revival. Uh, The testimony of young Donald Smith is so powerful and so moving, but it also has a very bitter and sad side. So I hope you'll join me tomorrow as we finish out our series on the Great Hebrides Revival of 1949. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been Truth Matters with Terry McCarthy. Thank you and see you tomorrow.